you are listening to Rotten to the Score. Hello, this is Rotten to the Score Fresh Takes, where we discuss a movie above 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, deeming it certified fresh on the tomato meter. We review said movie and give a score above or below 60%, therefore determining if the critics were right or if they were just being big dumb idiots. I am your co-host, Drayton Williams, and this is our other co-host, Jackson Smith. Yeah, yeah. How in the freaking hell are we doing, Jackie? I'll get into it a little bit later, but I'm, I'm okay. All right, I'm okay. I'm glad you're doing okay. Um, I bet you're. I, I bet. I bet you're wondering uh-huh. what what's up with this fresh takes thing. Yeah, right. Well, let me give you a little bit of context on okay. this one. So we wanted to add some pizzazz to the podcast and throw in a short segment to talk, you know, about critically acclaimed movies because critics can be wrong about those too. We're holding those critics accountable. <laughs> fresh takes. All right. Fresh um, takes. With the Fresh Takes segment, we both wanted to select the movie together instead of, you know, selecting them separately. In this episode, we both chose Thor, Thor Love and Thunder. thunder. <laughs> Wait, hold on, one Wait more time. Second. Thor, Thor Love and Thunder. I thought you were you singing or I was singing? I was Wait, who was singing? Were we singing right there? I don't I wasn't. I don't know what happened. Okay. All right. This is going great so far. Yeah, no, we're killing it. <laughs> so Thor Love and Thunder, Jackie. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Drayton. Usually you and me have like a lot of fun here. Yeah. We come into this and we're both like, oh, this is so much fun. We get to do a podcast together with our best friend. But I've had the worst three days of my entire life. <laughs> and it's all surrounded by Thor Love and Thunder. Okay? So I got a couple things I just need to get off my chest okay. and then we can just jump in and I'll shut up. All right. But number one, I want to just give a quick shout out to Bird's Barbershop. I, you're not going to be a sponsor. <laughs> you massacred my hair. And I'm, 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 I'm livid. I, I'm furious. I go home. I'm like, okay, I'm going to turn on this movie, this Thor Love and Thunder movie, and I'm going to sit through this thing. Now, I've already seen it one time. But I was like, you know, maybe this, this next watch will be great. This will be good. And I sit down and I start watching this movie and all I could see in the reflection of the TV screens, that hair. And then I could, <laughs> and then I get hit with this, perf- this movie, this, 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 this movie. Right. Uh-huh. So I'm really excited to talk about Thor. Wow. Thunder yeah. Today. I have a lot of good things. So obviously a very positive viewing experience yeah, no, that we both good. had. Yeah. Um, mine was basically the same. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's exactly what I do um, every time. Okay. Um, with that, <laughs> why why did we choose this movie? So obviously, if you watch Rotten to the Score or have listened, um, you know, we've had kind of a, a weird pattern start to uh, unfold, which mm-hmm. is we have like these kind of rom-com movies um, from the past. And so I wanted the idea of doing maybe more of an action movie, something yeah. like a huge blockbuster of recent times. Um and you were like, oh, yeah, 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 Thor Love and Thunder, you know, very recent. This came out, what, last year? Last year. Um, I, I had watched this movie. I have some very strong opinions about it. Um, I'm not sure. Have you have you seen this movie prior to this watch? No, no, I, I had never seen it prior to this recent watch. Um, basically, why I chose it was because I wanted to do Marvel. We Honestly, one of the reasons that we chose to do a segment for movies, you know, 
um, certified fresh movies was because I really wanted to do a Marvel movie. There are only a handful that are below 60% of Rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, let's do one above 60% and let's do Thor Love and Thunder because I know it was... Um, it was a little bit polarizing, even for Marvel yeah. fans. And so uh, this is the this is the first one above sixty percent that I wanted to tackle because I know that some people had some opinions on it. And after the watch, I do too, and I'm excited to get into it. <laughs> um, let's go over some logistics really quick. So this movie was directed by Taika Waititi, um, but he also directed Thor Ragnarok, which was a good one. Yeah, um, Jojo Rabbit, which I personally love what we do in the shadows which i personally love Agreed. hunt for the wilder people which i personally love yeah obviously i mean his his background is absolutely insane but um as much as i want to say taika does not miss everyone misses sometimes you know i'm not saying that i didn't like this movie but some people do believe that this was a miss some people miss sometimes and that's how it goes no, and this it's it was really when I first saw this movie, I went and saw this in theaters <clears throat> when it first came out uh, with a with a buddy of mine, and we had gone and saw Thor Ragnarok together, and that was probably my favorite Marvel movie up to that point. Mm-hmm. So I was very like I was very excited to see this. This and I'll be honest with you, folks. Like I've been, I've been very much like on a downward spiral with Marvel recently, where I've just not been. I've just not been too invested in any of it. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree with that. I've kind of been on a downward spiral as well. Because I was going through um, all of like the Marvel movies, um, just kind of like the list. And I got to see kind of like budget and like box office for a lot of these. So that's kind of why I, I want to get into this one's budget and box office. Oh, yeah. So it was filmed mostly in like 2020, 2021. Um, on a budget of $250 million and gaining $760.9 million in the box office, which is really good, obviously, making so much money off of it. But if you go back and look at all the other Marvel movies, all the really popular ones are making somewhere around like a billion dollars, $2 billion. Yeah. This I- is like, honestly, this is not a great box office for, for a Marvel movie, especially... Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. and with one of its flagship characters, too. I mean, Thor, obviously, is, like, one of the OG... Like, he's probably one of the last OG characters still around. We'll get into it, but there, there, there's definitely a reason for that, in my opinion. Yeah. So, we all know this movie is a certified fresh movie. So, what exactly did it score on the tomato meter? Well, let me tell you. All right. It got a 63. Uh-huh. Percentage. It did, which is like, it's like right above. That's why I, I'm kind of glad that we did this one because it's like, it is yeah. polarizing. It's it like even the critics were kind of like, I'm not sure. Yeah. Let's just jump in. <laughs> cool. Let's jump into <laughs> Let's it. Let's do this. Um, now that we've covered the logistics of the movie, it's time to give the plot and our honest review of Thor Love and Thunder. Thor's retirement is interrupted by a galactic killer known as Gore the God Butcher, who seeks the extinction of the gods. To combat the threat, Thor enlists the help of King Valkyrie, Korg, and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster, who, to Thor's surprise, inexplicably wields his magical hammer, Mjolnir, as the mighty Thor. Uh, Together they embark upon a harrowing cosmic adventure to uncover the mystery of the God Butcher's vengeance and stop him before it's too late. At the top of this movie, how this movie has been marketed, how it's been built up, if you're an MCU person, you know that at the end of Endgame, 
that Thor goes away on the ship with uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So this entire time, prior to watching this movie, I'm like, this is a crazy, cool like team up. It's the Guardians of the Galaxy and and Thor. Yeah. That's why it's Love and Thunder. That's why it's being marketed as like this weird like. <laughs> 80s rock star thing and i'm gonna get into that in a minute but basically uh the guardians of the galaxy last probably 15 not even probably 10 minutes of this movie they're barely even there and it's like super contractually obligated um but something Mm -hmm. i i noticed when watching this movie love and thunder if you if you've lived under like the biggest rock of all time is if you live thunder a rock (laughs) there you go there it is the poster of everything is it, and and all of the like advertisement leading up to it was like they like somehow incorporate 80s rock into every little thing that Thor does like he he's dressed like a fucking yeah. 80s rocker it, it's just like very like it's in your face the entire movie it pissed uh-huh. me off like it's just like not it's just like such a weird turnaround for the character I get the, they did that well, and I forgot which movie it was, but they did it well where he did the whole thing where he got really fat, and then he was like, oh, I'm a peaceful guy. And then, like, out of nowhere, he's wearing, like, a leather vest, <laughs> and I was just, just like, like, what do you, why? What was the thought process behind this? It's not like in space the Guardians had, like, leather vests just laying around. Yeah. Like, he's just he's just leather vest guy now. Yeah, just leather vest. There yeah. he goes. Like, they hit you over the head the entire movie. Not like in the way Guardians of the Galaxy where like, you get hit with, like, the 70s or 80s in their soundtrack. They just use, like, Sweet Child of Mine too much. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, we gotta go stop this guy. Okay. Hey, are we about to kiss? Um, I have cancer. The entire movie. Oh gosh. Okay. One one good decision that they did make with this one is putting Christian Bale in there. Yeah, I agree. He did a fantastic job, and so obviously his daughter dies. So after Gore buries his daughter, like he's they're in the desert, and then out of nowhere he just finds water and like Rapu, a whole god. He just finds him on accident, and he's just sitting there, and the movie was just like, oh, here's water. Oh, wait, Rapu's right there. Yeah. Also, there's a sword in your hand now. And he just kills Rapu and immediately becomes Gore the God Butcher. Yeah. And while there's a sword in Rapu's neck, he just says, this sword, it's chosen you. Now you're cursed. <laughs> and it's like... You can't, it's the sword is all the way through his neck in his trachea, basically. And he's just like, The sword, it's chosen you. Now you're cursed. <laughs> and that's one of the big things with Marvel. I get that they have a, uh, they have a younger crowd, and I, but they force feed information a lot, which just hurts the dialogue. They also rush through like some significant character development for Thor. You were expecting there to be much more of like a conversation. Like Thor has lost everything. Now he's gained some stuff back. Now he's like a completely different person who has like no personality outside of like just being kind of a fucking moron the entire movie. Yeah, he's literally just an idiot. And I get that that this, that's his whole thing with the first Thor. It was like, oh, he's so stupid. Yeah. The thing with the first Thor is that he was so stupid on Earth. 
because he didn't know how to do earth things and like eating pancakes and drinking coffee. And they were like, oh, he drinks so much coffee and eats so many pancakes. And he slams things on the ground. And with this one, now he's back in fucking space. Yeah. And he's still an idiot. But in this movie, they just, they completely just nuke any sort of like, any sort of personality from this guy outside of just like, he's just like this braggadocious fucking moron. Matt, I'm glad that you say that because my main issue within the first 30 minutes of this movie, I felt like it was one of those 2000s spoof movies where it's just all jokes. It's yes. just all jokes, like zero serious dialogue. Like, oh, I just slipped on the floor. Now, oh, I just fell over. And it's like every single character is saying something stupid. Thor is just yeah. being fucking dumbass the whole time. Jane has cancer, and they're just like, oh, <laughs> whoopsies. Oh, hey, we know you got cancer, okay? You better cut that out. And it's just yeah. like zero serious dialogue. No, You're tackling probably the most serious thing in all of the Marvel movies. Yeah. And then... And then it's like the least serious Marvel movie. Uh, the, the, you just took away one of my one of my big notes, which is this movie sets up the first scene is a man in starving in a desert, his daughter dying, losing his faith in God, killing the God that he lost faith in. And then you're immediately back in Thor world. And like you're saying, really bad thing here. Really bad thing over here. In the middle, funny Thor and screaming goats, which really got old. Yeah. Such low-hanging fruit. What in 2019, the screaming goats thing on like YouTube or whatever. And they were just like, what if we did that every again. 15 minutes, we just, the goats scream. And it, not once was it funny for me. No, exactly. Me too. I, I was just kind of like, okay, okay, let's move on. Yeah. This is where it kind of got sad. It's just like... Taika Waititi's comedy to me is usually something that's a little bit more intelligent. And this one, it just felt like I'm going to beat you over the head with just the most easy joke that mm -hmm. you could have made in that moment. Yeah, The fucking speaker scene. It's again one of those moments where Jane is struggling with the fact that she has cancer. Obviously, we haven't taught, we haven't touched on the fact Jane, uh, Jane ends up becoming another kind of Thor also becomes Thor. She's like Thor My, too. Mighty, mighty Thor. Mighty Thor. Because Thor said to his hammer, hey, protect Jane. And there's a huge plot hole in that. Jane finds the hammer. Jane becomes Thor. But because the hammer was told to protect Jane, it drains all of her human oh, <laughs> energy. Oh my God. And it yes. kills her, basically. It's yes. killing her the more she touches the hammer, which is the whole, it's just such a, fucking weird plot hole because like the hammer was told to protect Jay. So you immediately are like, what the fuck is that even why you're a bad hammer then? You like your one job. It was a scene where they're drunk and he's like, protect her at all costs. And I was like honestly, I was like, that is like really fucking cool. Like holy shit. And then she just fucking dies. Yeah, the hammer it kills, kills her. her. The hammer drains all of her energy she, to fight the cancer. She dies faster she died <laughs> it's literally she didn't even and it wasn't protecting her it was using her to protect fucking thor again it, so the whole thing doesn't make sense she's in the bathroom she's dealing with the fact that this hammer 
is making her cancer progressively worse. And she's sitting and she's like looking in the mirror. She every time she drops the hammer, it's like she's no longer the mighty Thor. She's like Jane. Yeah. And so she's obviously starting to look much more ill. And it's like sad. It's a sad moment. <sighs> Valkyrie pops into the bathroom and is like, you want to hear this speaker? Oh, my dad. The speaker scene. Oh, oh! uh huh. It's so forced. And it's like it's number one, the worst product placement I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. And then number two, it, it's just like she just broke everything in that bathroom because she's dying. And now we're going to make a joke about speaker. I got speaker. speaker. And they just start dancing. Yeah. As if they didn't know what to write in the movie. And they were just like, That's what, what if we just did jokes? There's one part when, you know, Zeus shows up in this like little Zeus arena that he has. There's just an animated dumpling. He's a god. That's the whole, it's every god. It, all of them are gods. And that's a, I don't know what god that is, but yeah. So the animated dumpling was a god? That whole time, yeah. All of them are supposed to be gods of like different cultures. So that's why you like see like some like Egypt stuff going on in there. But I, I don't know what the dumpling represents. Like what, I, that's a whole other video for another day. Just diving into what, what do you think they, who do you think they like serve as dumplings? Like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. And then he, <laughs> and then the whole movie is about protecting the gods and Thor just kills the most, yes, the most prolific god of all, Zeus. They're like, we got to protect these gods. And then they're just like, hey, let's just fucking kill Zeus really quick. Yeah. And that's the thing that makes me like question everything about this movie is like, he, yeah, all the gods are assholes. Like Gore might be onto something here. Yeah. Like all of them are like, no, we're going to stay back. And uh, weird, another weird part of this film. There's like a, this uh, fucking bizarre situation. Gore takes, he, he steals all these children from Asgard to, I, I don't really know, uh, to bring Thor to him. Yeah. Um, and so Thor going to the gods is like, hey, I need you guys to like help me take some of these kids back. And the gods are like, no. No, we're assholes, and uh, we suck. Yeah. And so Gore's, like, immediately, like, I was kind of like, yeah, Gore should fucking murder these guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, like, his whole deal. That's what Gore's, like, ultimate goal is, is to get to eternity and to ask eternity to kill all the gods. Mm -hmm. So this is why children are kidnapped. The only way he can open up the portal to get to eternity is through um, a god's, like, basically through Mjolnir. 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 Yum, yum. That's the thing with Marvel that also bothers me is they can just, this is what I, this is, I preach this constantly with people that are like, Drayton, you don't like Marvel? And I'm like, they can literally do anything that they fucking want in these movies. They're just like, there's space guy in the space and he does all the, kills all the gods. That's, we can do that. Oh, there's a door. There's a door that you can just walk through and just wish anything. Why was that not something fucking before that that's exactly what i was gonna touch when on. every when half of you know mcu yes. was yes. obliterated why did thor not just go hey i'm gonna go to this eternity stone thing and then bring everybody back because all you have to do is just wish one thing you can it is a powerful so enough easy. to kill every fucking god that there is 
and it, there wasn't a thought to just go back and just be like, hey, can you can you bring back all the people that died on Earth? Thank you. It's, it's like such they, a huge plot hole in their entire thing. Massive plot hole because they do so much shit with these movies that it just starts to collapse in on itself because they're just like, yeah, we can do anything. Let's do it. And the next thing you know, it's like, oh, wait, that's plot hole. Wait, plot hole. Wait, plot hole. And it's like this whole thing is just riddled with plot holes. That's the thing, too, with Marvel that I really hate. They never stick to the high stakes. I think only, what, one, sorry, two have actually passed away. You got to make the stakes high. And you're, you've, you've lowered yourself now to the point where like if eternity existed, like that solves every problem you could have ever had. Like if Thor just went and said, I wish Thanos didn't exist, then you bring back Tony Stark. Then you bring back all these people. So I don't know. It just pisses me off. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of things in this movie that just make zero sense. Um, and so I have a little list of things that I was like, Hey, that didn't make sense. All right. So here I go. Okay. Um, the amount of times that Thor changes outfits in this movie by just doing whatever, just being like, here's my hammer. I'm going to p- touch it to the ground. And then he just changes outfits <laughs> for no reason. Mid-battle, change the outfit. Oh, now he has a helmet. Yeah. Why? And this is another thing I hate about Marvel, probably with all my heart, is they will sacrifice good writing and good material for the shock of, oh, that happened in, in the comics. It's always yeah. just they call it fan service. I think they've, I okay. think they've gone way too far in the fan service category. But yeah, I totally agree. Also, one thing: what the fuck is the shadow realm? <laughs> they were just, just making shit up, and <laughs> they put and they make the shadow realm out to be this like, oh no, watch out, they're in the shadow realm. And I was like, holy shit, the shadow realm thing. It must be some serious business. This is gonna be like where they do the final battle. They get there. And it's the size of like one one hundredth of Earth, and it's just a black and white planet. It's just a planet with no color, and that's it. And it's not even like there's more shadows than most of like all the other planets. It's just a planet that's in black and white. It's just why not just call it like the colorless world? It's the shadow world, and it's just a planet. That's just in black and white. For what reason? No one knows. <laughs> That's such a great point. I didn't even think of that. And they just get there, and the kids aren't even fucking there. No. And it's just like, it's all for fucking nothing. Like, you just are like, okay, that part happened in this movie. Check. If he was keeping the kids in one place, why didn't he just bring them to the door of eternity or whatever that fucking thing was, and then Thor shows up, and or this, have Thor show up to that fucking door. This is the big one because now we're at the door. Mm. I want to talk about this so bad. Please talk about like the biggest like this could have just saved so much time in like that big battle in Infinity War or that other battle or any other any battle that Thor has been involved with when someone is just like a normal person. The dude can literally give any person the power of Thor. Yeah, like it out was of nowhere. It was so infuriating, and it's also it was played out as like a joke again, where it's like, oh, little kid beat up, beat up big scary monster guy. You didn't expect that, I bet. It's so fucking stupid. I'm not gonna lie, that was the one. What I, I said, what what were my exact notes on this? The kids going ham and killing the shadow things 
one was corny, but yes. in a way, I will say it went really fucking hard. Yeah, I watching that Axel kid go off like because they they got kids that were what like trained in martial arts, <laughs> yeah. so they were doing like spin kicks and shit and like doing backflips and stuff. And I was like, oh, that is kind of fucking sick. Yeah, I that mean, was kind of cool. If you put any kind of good, and then this is where they actually use Guns and Roses to like help them. That soundtrack behind it was kind of nice. I think it was Welcome to the Jungle, but um, it, it yeah, I mean it it was. I don't. I'm. I have problems with this movie that are so irreconcilable that I can't I, give it that credit. I get that. In New Asgard, they have an ice cream shop, and it's uh, called Infinity Cones, uh, and it's like the Infinity Gauntlet holding an ice cream cone. Uh, that's like their. That's like their sign. And I kind of was like, oh, sick. So like the thing that wiped out fifty percent of every person alive. Let's make an ice cream store. It's like, what if we made like an ice cream store called? Pearl Harbor bombing ice cream store. I don't know if I want to. Cancer, uh, cancer snow cones. <laughs> cancer times snow cones. <laughs> oh, you mean like the horoscope? No, no, the deadly disease. The deadly disease. Also, one thing we haven't talked about Valkyrie enough. Her big thing was that I'm going to die in battle. I'm going to die in battle. That's my destiny is to die in battle. And then she like kind of gets hurt. Um, she's just like, Thor, by the way, you're all on your own on this one. And it's like, you could help so much and you're just gonna send thor the one thing that y'all been trying to do this whole time is stop gore y'all know where he's at all the kids are there and she's just capable of like walking around getting up and stuff you have superpowers and she's just like yeah i'm not feeling too well on this one you go and get them it's just like why the change in heart all of a sudden where you're just like yeah you know what my tummy kind of hurts on this one um <laughs> splinter you did good you by yourself and it's just, yeah, why were you part of this movie up to the end? And I'm not going to bring in Korg all that much. I, there's not much to say, although they overkilled that character they, so much. The one part where they basically just fucking kill him, Zeus kills Korg, quote unquote. And, oh, wait, no, they didn't kill Korg. It's because his soul is just in his rock face. Finally, we get to really touch on the biology of a rock man monster. Honestly, it was so funny because when they did that, my first thought was, he's not dead. No, I know. Because you never, because again, Marvel never fucking makes it to the point. Like, you go into the movie going, like, oh, I know exactly what's about to happen. Yeah. No one's going to die. There's no fucking stakes, really. Basically, the last thing that I want to say on this movie is it's about the ending. Please. The whole movie is about stopping Gore. We got to stop Gore. We got to stop Gore. He's going to make it to the eternity door thing. And when he gets there, he's going to kill all the gods. And Jane, she has cancer, but she's going to fight to stop him. They get there, and Gore's like, hey, can my daughter live? (laughs) His daughter lives. The whole movie is about stopping Gore. They don't stop Gore. Jane dies. (laughs) Because they're trying to stop Gore, which they do not accomplish. And then Gore's just like, oh, just kidding. I'm actually just saving my daughter. I would just- Jane has to feel like a fucking dumbass after that. She's laying, laying there dying like, oh, we didn't do it. And then it's like, hey, by the way, I was actually my daughter, she lives now. Also, I was just Gore and Thor have kind of like an understanding with each other there. Like he like does the, don't choose evil, choose love. Oh, the guy who kills everyone. All he needed to do was think about loving someone. Yeah. And now he's good. Uh, Yeah, Gore could have been like, hey, I'm dying too right now. And that girl's, she's dying. What if I just said, I wish for myself, Jane, and my daughter to all be healthy. 
supposedly it can kill every god on the planet. Why can't it just bring back three, three very people. insignificant people? Yeah, then uh, Thor is a dad now to Gore's daughter, and they're now called Love and Thunder, even though his name's Thor. <clears throat> and I don't even really remember what her name is. I think it's now just Love, and she shoots lasers out of her eyes, and then they, they I guess, fight crime. <laughs> so... Damn, that's, that's that's the whole movie. I mean, wow, I really loved that. What an opener for Fresh Takes. Yeah, f- Fresh Takes, um, takes is bit- just us just getting very heated and just ranting for 30 minutes. So obviously, with the regular episodes, we have awards. This one, we also have awards. We just wanted to include the best performance in the movie and the worst performance in the movie. I kind of want to start with you. I think that you... Okay. Who, do you, who do you think gave the best performance? I'm going to give it to Russell Crowe. Um, yes. Russell Crowe. His return. And we it. didn't really touch on it. Russell Crowe in this movie is the best part for many reasons for me. One, it's the only place I laughed. He made me yeah. laugh. And the reason was he just like sells it. He totally goes in with like full Greek accent, which I didn't expect. My favorite part of this movie when... You know, he gets right up close to Thor, and I don't know why this part like got me. You know, Thor's like, "Hey, I, we gotta fucking save these kids." And he's like, "Hey, hey, man, hey, just relax, man. <laughs> Have wine, eat grape." <laughs> Dude, he was so he fucking me, good. He hit me with "eat grape," <laughs> just singular. Yeah, I don't know, know why I killed you. You're no longer invited to orgy. You're no longer invited to orgy. I was did that, fuck, dude, in a Marvel movie where it's like kids are in the theater and he's just yeah. like, you're no longer invited to orgy. Yeah, have one, eat grape. <laughs> I mean, that's the best part for me. I so I give it to him. Um, best, obviously, Christian Bale. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, I mean, there's not much to be said there. He just absolutely murdered it. Every single scene was. It just felt like we were in a different movie every time he was. On camera, yes. yeah. I mean, he's just like his acting's on a different level. It when you really is. Yeah, it really I is. completely agree with you. He's amazing. Do you have an idea of what you, of your worst? Because yeah. I'm not sure that I do. I think you should. Yeah, you should take it. Take it away. I, I'm in between two different ideas here. Okay, I'm gonna go Taika Waititi as Korg and as the full blown director. Mm. Uh, Korg's all of Korg's dialogue was shit to me. I didn't find anything he said to be that funny at all. I don't, I don't know. I'm so upset by this movie. <laughs> I'm dead serious when I said, like, I fucking freaked out. I was pissed off watching this movie. Oh, gosh. That's too funny. I am I am perplexed on who I want my, who I think the worst performance was. My worst performance, I'm going to go with Gore's daughter. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I know she's just a child. <laughs> but, oh, my gosh. They... I, if you're going to pick somebody to be Thor's, basically his daughter, and I would imagine she is going to return. There's like a mouth thing that she does where it's like, I think she's trying to keep from smiling the whole time she's acting. And like, I hate to say this because she's a kid. (laughs) Come on. She's a kid, but she's probably making so much money. She's making more money than I am. So like, hey, she I can say this about you. She, she does this thing with her mouth constantly where <laughs> they're like, cameras zoomed in on her face and she's like sucking in her lips because it's like, she probably wants to like giggle because she's just like, what am I doing right now? 
Yeah, I just that's such a crazy pick from you. I know. <laughs> That's such a bizarre. It's the pick. only one I could think of because I feel like honestly, I mean, they have an all-star cast in this, so I had to pick the odd man out, which oh. happens to be a child. She's like fucking like nine. She's literally eight years old. <laughs> what? It, like I don't know Dude, what. That's it a is. seven-year-old kid you're making fun of. <laughs> Dude, that chick is literally six. <laughs> she's literally five. Dude, she's literally four. She's literally four years of age. She's literally. Three. I think that's actually. Wait a minute. I think that's actually. Wait, what's her last name? Look at the look at the face. I just isn't oh. that Chris Hemsworth's like actual daughter? That's Chris Hemsworth's daughter. Oh, you're an idiot now. Oh, you, no, I'm you have glad. The wrong I'm glad. Guy coming ne- at you. That's that's why Nepo baby right off the bat. Oh my god, Nepo baby right off the bat. That's why she got I the mean, role. The whole Hemsworth family is a Nepo baby. Yeah, it's all fucked up. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh gosh all right so we've obviously given our thoughts and feelings on thor love and thunder don't, don't as we me. all know this is rotten to the score fresh takes. fresh takes so now it's time to give the score all right so we're both you know we're each going to give a separate score and average the two and that will be the score um so my score on this one let me preface really quick there were Tons of plot holes because it's Marvel. Acting was great. I mean, it's always going to be great. Was it funny in parts? Yeah, it definitely was. Do I love Taika? Absolutely, I do. But the way I felt after watching a movie, I felt like it kind of like wasted my time a little bit. They could have just done without this movie and it's really, 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 really feels like a cash grab. It just yep. feels like a cash grab. Totally. Um, I give this movie a solid 38%. Oh, that's very kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to relentlessly kill this movie. And I'm okay. Oh, let's hear it. I'm so excited. This is about to be like, you just gave out a worse performance to a 10 year old. So I, I feel kind of justified in what I'm about to do. <laughs> um, there's few movies that totally break my spirit. And there's fewer movies that take something I loved and totally crush it into a billion pieces. So with all that being said, I'm going to give this a five. <laughs> I hate this movie with all my heart and soul. Oh, no more my love. God. No more. Yeah. The only thunder, <laughs> no love from Jack. It that... took everything I loved and just killed it in front of my face. And then they said, Thor's a dad now. <laughs> That's the movie. Hey, Jane, you know, the character that we already kind of got rid of and now she's back. So this doesn't really matter. She's dead again. <laughs> Russell Crowe gives it 5%. Oh, Fuck. gosh. Uh, this score that we just got collectively is a 21.5%, which is the worst score that we've gotten out of the four episodes that we've done, and this was highest rated by critics that we've done. Yeah, the, the fucking critics are blind. Someone's paying them off. Disney's on to something. Uh, Golly. Okay, that's that's it. That's our score. If you don't like it, I don't um, give a fuck. All right. Well, that's the, that's the podcast. That is the that is the first fresh takes. In my God, that's as fresh of a take as it gets. Yeah, that is, that is definitely a take. I appreciate y'all staying this long. If you stayed this long, we are rotten to the score. You can find us on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Spotify, Apple Music, and most other streaming platforms. Feel free to go give us a listen or give us a watch. We love you so much. Um, yum, yum, yum. And we'll see you later. Later. Mm-hmm. Bye. See ya. <laughs>